Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly Boost. And this one's a little special because on Sunday, July 12th, we welcomed our beautiful baby girl, Charlie Bueno, into the world. And I have to tell you, it was the most beautiful experience in the world and a day that I'll never forget. They also don't give you a playbook for how any of this works. But nevertheless, we figured it out and we're getting along just fine. And we're loving every single minute of it. And so while there is a certain level of just letting things play out, the truth is we prepared for this moment and we had our mindset right uh, from day one. For example, to me, fatherhood started nine months ago when we announced that we were pregnant. Fatherhood didn't begin when, you know, the baby was born. So in this episode, I just want to share five simple strategies to help you start planning for growth instead of just hoping for it. We didn't just jump in and say, Ooh, we're having a baby. We're parents. What do we do? Um, We prepared for it. And that's why I think we're getting along just fine. And so in business, if you're kind of just hoping things go well and you never stop to pause, reflect, and prepare, then you're not really going to experience any growth. So again, five simple strategies to help you start planning for growth instead of just hoping for it. Let's go. Welcome to the Weekly Boost. My name is Ricardo Bueno, and I'm a 10-year veteran of the real estate industry. And this podcast is dedicated to taking an honest look at the reality of marketing and growing your real estate business. My guess is you want to close more deals, whether it's working with buyers or sellers. But it's not as easy as some people, like bullshit marketers, would have you believe. I spend my day consulting with some of the best agents in the industry, which basically means I have a front row seat to the behind the scenes of world-class marketing campaigns and listing strategies, and I'm here to unveil some of those strategies and tactics with you. Listen in as I share what's good in real estate and the world of marketing. Let's go. Before we jump into today's episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor. I know you're probably sick of hearing that you need a CRM, and trust me, I'm a little sick of telling you that you need one too. The trouble with most CRMs out there is that they're so tough to figure out. They're stuffed with so many bells and whistles that it feels more like a computer science project than a simple way to organize your contacts. And the truth is, CRMs are not supposed to be that complicated. That's why I love Follow-Up Boss. Not only is it easy to set up and get started, it integrates with all of your most important lead sources. You'll get instant access to pre-written drip campaigns and action plans, and features like SmartList help you take the guesswork out of who to call next, and so much more. So whether you're an experienced CRM pro looking for something more powerful, or even if you're just starting out and only have a handful of buyers or sellers to add to your database, Follow-Up Boss is worth taking a look at. To learn more, visit followupboss.com. If you start a free trial, email me and ask me about my custom drip campaigns designed to help you follow up like a boss. Let's jump in. Strategy number one is mindset matters, especially in a sales-driven position. What you believe in your mind is what's going to manifest itself into real life. For me, like I said at the beginning, fatherhood didn't begin when the baby was born. Fatherhood began the day we announced we were pregnant. So I've had that mindset nine months ago, and I think that's what's helping me so much now. If you want to excel in both business and life, you need to get your mindset right from day one. If you feel like you don't know where you're going or you're struggling to figure out what you want in life and the direction you want to take, my recommendation is look for mentorship. Look for mentorship, coaching, and community 
because it's what's going to help steer you in the right direction. That's why a lot of the agents that I've interviewed, and when we ask the question, should a new agent join a team or uh, go solo? I know that a lot of us uh, join a life of entrepreneurship because we want to be our own boss and be the own CEO of our business. But that's why a lot of the experienced agents that I've talked to have said, you're probably better off joining a team so that you can get the right mentorship, the right guidance, and really accelerate your learning curve when it comes to learning this business. Because this business, while to some, looks like a quick way to make a a good paycheck, the reality is it's a lot harder than some people people might think. So just keep in mind that if you have the right mindset, the fact is you can do this and really anything else that you set out to achieve and you can hit whatever goal is that you set out to achieve, whatever that may be for you if you have the right outlook and you have the right mindset uh, going in. Strategy number two is create systems for scale. So I'm a systems guy. I think of everything in systems because systems are everything. You can accomplish a lot if you learn to let go of the process. The reality is you don't need to be involved in every single little thing or every single little detail. I'll give you an example. This podcast. At this point, I don't do any of the post-production. Whenever I'm done recording a new episode, I upload the audio file into Google Drive and I submit a support ticket. And then someone on the other end listens to that episode, makes edits to get rid of the oohs and ahms, adds the intro and outro bumpers and any commercial bumpers, and then they email me the show notes, which includes an overview of the episode and all of the various talking points and a bullet list. All I have to do is sit back, relax, and then edit the show notes and hit publish. I basically act as editor-in-chief while doing none of the in-between. Whereas before, it used to take me probably another hour, hour and a half to edit the episode, probably another 30 minutes to add the intro, outros, and the commercial, and then probably another hour to do the episode write-up. It's basically saving me an additional two to three hours of work and giving me an additional two to three hours so that I can spend that time doing other things, doing more productive things or higher revenue things. In this case, it gives me time to spend with the baby and ensures that I don't miss an episode, right? So here's what I would do if I were you. Look at the areas of your business that you can outsource. What are the things that don't require your unique talent or that don't require you being on the phone? Create a playbook for that process. Or in the startup world, we call it a standard operating procedure, right? An SOP. Once you have that SOP for whatever that task is, it's easy to outsource that task so that you so that you can spend more time doing those higher revenue activities. And again, newsflash, you don't need to micromanage the process. It's going to be just fine if you let go of that perfectionism. And trust me, it's going to give you so much time back so that you can focus on, like I said, those higher revenue activities. You're going to be better off for it. Your business is going to be better off for it. And you're going to have more time to spend with your family. So strategy number three, know your numbers. You have to know your numbers. There's a saying that goes, what gets measured gets done, and what gets measured gets improved. When you know your numbers, you almost, have a, you almost always have better or clearer expectations. 
And it's a much better strategy than just kind of blindly hoping something works, right? So let's take Facebook ads as an example. We've been running Facebook ads to generate high quality buyer leads for the last year and a half or so. Now, somewhere between, I don't know, 70,000 and 100,000 in ad spend, I think. Now, statistically, I can tell you that we generate high quality buyer leads between five and $8 per lead. And it takes us about 120 to 140 leads to generate at least one closing opportunity. So our average customer acquisition cost is between $1,100 and $1,200. So here's my question to you. How much are you currently paying Zillow? And what would you do if you knew, if you knew that you could close one steady transaction a month for $1,200? How would you begin to reallocate your budget? How would you begin to, once you know that baseline, it's easy to throttle that budget. Once you know your numbers, it's easy to focus on improving the process so that you can get better numbers, right? You have to know your numbers. You have to establish a baseline. Once you know what that baseline is, then it's easy to work and improve from there, which brings me into a strategy number four, and that is just focus on refinement and improvement. Like I said, once you've established a good baseline or a good process, then it just becomes a game of refinement and improvement. So instead of constantly trying new strategies, just focus and double down on what you know already works. Because what happens when you're constantly jumping from one strategy to the next, to the next, to the next, oh, this one didn't work, let me try this other thing, or that, uh, I didn't get good leads over there, let me try this other thing. What happens when you're constantly jumping from one strategy to the next to the next is you're essentially starting from zero over and over and over again, constantly hoping and flailing and waiting for something to work. And that's not going to lead you to that consistent growth path that we've been talking about. So once you've settled on one or three strategies, you know, in previous episodes we talked about it's important to have multiple fishing lines out in the water, right? You pull back and you see what works. Once you land on those one to three strategies that you know work and you relentlessly focus on improving the process for one of those strategies, your business is going to be better for it. Your business is going to grow faster than if you were just blindly doing a shock and blast to see what works, right? So let's say part of your business is uh, you earn a lot of business or 20% of your business comes from referral or 10 or 20% of your business comes from referral every year. Look at your referral process. Do you have a way for automating uh, the review process once a transaction closes? Do you have a way for automating the referral process once a transaction closes? Are you setting the tone and expectation at the start of a transaction? So you're meeting a buyer or a seller for the first time. Hey, Ricardo, I just want to let you know that, you know, I trust my team so much that we're going to deliver five-star service, five-star service, um, from the very beginning all the way to the very end of the transaction, I know and I trust our team so much. I'm so confident that we're going to deliver. So that being said, can I count on you to leave us a five-star review when we're done with this transaction, right? It's a very powerful sort of phrase and five-word statement. Can I count on you? They're going to want to say yes because they don't want to let you down. And you're setting that tone and expectation up front at the very beginning that you're going to ask for a referral and a testimonial at the very end or whenever you reach the peak of excitement, whenever you reach peak excitement, right, with that client during that transaction. 
So what I'm saying is you have to look for ways to refine and improve your process in order to make it better. When you focus on that, as opposed to jumping from strategy to strategy to strategy, your business is going to grow and it's going to grow a lot faster. And then uh, strategy number five is plan for the long game and go digital. I think that before coronavirus and before lockdown, businesses that were going digital, they had a competitive advantage. And now that we're going into a second round of lockdown, it's almost, it's almost that's where you need to begin. Businesses that were going digital, that was a huge competitive advantage. Now it's kind of just a starting point, right? That's the minimum sort of uh, minimum. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's the expectation now, right? All of your uh, listing promotion needs to be digital and on point. Are you doing 3D virtual doors? Are you doing virtual open houses? What are you doing to really demonstrate that you are in fact digital, but also make it a great buying experience for the buyer? Because the questions they're asking is, or, or are, is it safe to buy a house right now? Should I buy a, uh, or sell a house right now? And how do I buy or sell a house right now? All of the content that you create needs to address all of those sort of three different questions and concerns. And the more polished you present the digital experience when it comes to buying or selling real estate, advertising a house, uh, so on and so forth, the better. So I would take a very close look at what your process is and find ways to improve and enhance um, that process. The other thing that I would do, however, is right now we kind of lack uh, the ability to go door to door, right? So we lack the ability to go door to door and uh, meet people face to face and, you know, do all of that sort of thing because we're practicing social distancing. So what I would do instead is one of the strategies that you can easily implement to stay top of mind with people, to stay front and center with people and to really take your business, make it digital and advertise it in front of thousands and thousands and thousands of people is Facebook custom audiences. Upload your past client database as a custom audience to Facebook so that you can advertise to them for pennies on the dollar. If you were previously door knocking a farm or you're still doing uh, direct mail postcards, upload that data, your farm data to Facebook as a custom audience so that when you start uh, to run ads, you can target that custom audience. And I'll give you a perfect example. One of the ways that we're doing this right now is uh, we have a client who has a farm, a farm area of a thousand homes. And these homes are two-story homes where the homeowner has lived there for 20 plus years and they have over 80% equity. So the strategy was mailing a twice a month direct mail postcard and uh, targeting move down buyers, right? Are you thinking it's time to downsize? Our team is equipped with the tools uh, and strategy to deliver, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So twice a month, direct mail postcard uh, targeting those move down buyers. Then on Facebook, we run an ad to that same farm list of a thousand and our ad matches the design of the postcard. Are you thinking it's time to downsize? Our team is equipped to deliver. We make the process uh, painstakingly simple. Uh, Click here to learn more, right? And then you can send that uh, lead to Messenger. You can do a Messenger ad. 
you can send them to your website, you can do uh, a lead ad, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, reaching that audience of a thousand becomes exponentially cheaper um, you can advertise to those people for for pennies on the dollar. If you do a reach ad, you can say, show this ad to people no less than twice per day or no more than twice per day. So Facebook custom audiences, super cheap and affordable to upload a custom audience of your farm, to upload your past client database, because here's the thing, and I forget where I read this stat. People forget that you're in real estate once every three weeks. If you've helped somebody buy or sell a house, your biggest challenge is that for the next, you know, 30 plus years, that homeowner is under, is going to undergo a series of life changes and growths. And, you know, maybe they're having a, a bigger family and, and the conversation is, honey, we should really consider getting a bigger place. I'm tired of using the living room as the kid's playroom, right? They're having these conversations. And a lot of times, if you don't have an effective top of mind strategy or keep in touch strategy, a lot of times they're having these conversations and they don't think to ask the original agent who helped them buy the house or the original lender who helped them finance it. They're asking their coworker at the office who says, oh my God, you should totally talk to my friend Susie. She just got her license. And so one of the worst feelings in the world is when somebody you think is a friend or close contact who you helped buy a house uh, three years ago, five years ago, lists with another agent, right? It's a gut-wrenching feeling and you're like, what the heck happened? I thought we were friends. I thought we stayed in touch. It's the worst feeling in the world. So one of the ways to circumvent that and one of the ways to really make sure that you're keeping your brand top of mind and in front of all of the right people is to do just that. Upload that data as a Facebook custom audience and then upload your farm as a Facebook custom audience so that then you can start to craft ad strategy and retargeting strategies to stay in front of them. So I hope that was helpful. Hope you guys got some insight out of, out of that. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, drop a comment or leave us a review on iTunes. I really appreciate it. Otherwise, thank you so much and have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Weekly Boost. If you got value out of this episode, do me a favor. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives with this content. Oh, and one more thing. Do you want to know how effective your online marketing strategy is? In order to succeed in real estate, you need to learn how to market yourself well. Find out how your marketing strategy stacks up against the competition by visiting ricardobueno.com forward slash audit. Answer a few simple questions and get an instant audio course on how to level up your marketing today. Again, that's ricardobueno.com forward slash A-U-D-I-T. See you next time.